Post podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. And this person, I've actually been so excited to like have a have like an in-depth conversation with them. We've done we did like a little show together. Well, let, well, let me announce. Let me announce them first. Um, please welcome them to the mic, everybody, just so we can get in on this kind of reminiscing of the moment when we met. Uh, please welcome to the mic, everybody. Professional lovemaker, Malcolm Lovejoy. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, world. Hi, people. <laughs> hi. hi. It's Lady Pim's audience. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> so happy to have you. Yeah. We met in this really cool yeah. way. We were both uh, booked on this gig for Maggie's Toronto, which was like a sex worker resource center here in Toronto, doing mm-hmm, a show mm-hmm. on the day to end violence against sex workers. So mm-hmm. you did tell me about your performance that night. Cause I was just like, Oh, who is this? <laughs> that was, it was a really um, pivotal moment because um, I've done, I've, I've been a hip hopper. I'm most of my life, but I'm a vocalist. I'm a musician. I'm a rapper. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, one of the many, one of the many hats that I wear, but so I've done rapping for 25 years or so, and I, I, like in my mid-30s, I got really frustrated and irritated with hip-hop, how limited and how homophobic and just transphobic and just ignorant, and I'm like, I can't stand this shit. So I dove into sex work, and I'm like, I love it, I love it, I'm, I'm, there's a huge part of me that's a sex worker. Yeah. But then there was a part of me that, like that poet, the the speaker, the, the person, the wordsmith in me was also like... Hey, I'm still here too. I, you know, you know, it's like rapping is not nearly as fun as getting paid to have sex for money, but <laughs> no, nothing is. <laughs> yeah, nothing is. Nothing is. <laughs> Best decision ever to become a sex worker for me. But, but, but then I was like, you know what? I still, I don't mind rap. I, I'm a decent poet, and I didn't put in 25 years of my life to throw it all away for nothing. So, yeah. So. Once in a while, when there's an opportunity to mix sexuality and poetry, I jump right at it. So I was really happy to um, do some of my sexy songs there, but it didn't... I had certain different things planned, but I I did what I did there, and I feel good about it. I I think one or two people were offended. Offended? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, all kind of... Like everybody was mostly listening, and I was like, "Wow, like I'm I'm really happy that people are listening." But I remember somebody in the audience screamed out, "What the hell is this shit?" When I was performing that, and I, was... I remember there were some drunk people because we got there was a volunteer portion of that show, and there were a couple drunk people that volunteered and got up on that stage. I wouldn't be surprised surprised if these were the people that were like uh, uh what's it called heckling heckling you heckling yeah yes. no, i definitely got a, a, a minor heckle and i was like oh, a little bit my of a people heckle. Were heck- yeah and i was i was very 
I, I was like, I don't want to offend a single sex worker. Like, regular muggles, I don't give a fuck. Who fuck y'all. You and your <laughs> bullshit, bullshit morals and values. You don't even understand yourselves. But I was just like, no, I don't want to offend any sex workers. It's like, I'm really very pro-sex positive. But I, I mean, then a part of me was like, you know, you can't please everybody ever in any realm, even with your own friends and family and people that you love closely. So I was like, I, I, I almost paused and stopped in the and middle of that it. performance to... And I was like, oh, but you you must have misunderstood me if you heard. Because the song that I did a verse called, um, I, the, I think the verse was called uh, Pussy is My Paradise. And uh, it's an acronym for PIMP. I'm, I'm like, I, when I put that together, I'm like, I, I think that's very witty. I, I'm not a pimp, but Pussy is My Paradise. P-I-M-P. That's it's just, I like wordplay. That's just clever to me. Yeah, so, who, who can get so, mad at that? Pussy is My Paradise? Come on. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, come on. Yeah, come on. I'm not doing that. So, so I, I had like, great intentions, but, you know, the road to hell such and such. So somebody found a little hellish thing in my performance. I almost stopped and was like, I'm sorry. But then I was like, no, man. Like, nah. you, I'll talk to you after and tell you. You you misunderstood me. I'm, like, praising. I, this is called Pussy is My Paradise. That's so Period. true. Like, the, And I think it's, you know, the more people you expose yourself, the more public yeah. kind of your persona is. Like, you're on a stage in front of an audience. So, like, the more public you are, just by, you know, pr the ratio, the percentage, you're going to have the more people that see you do your stuff the more people that are going to disagree with it, you know, or complain about it or have an opposing like devil's advocate type response to it. You know, I've had the same thing. Like I, I taught a class, you know, yeah, yeah. That's just the way it is, right? You can't please so everyone right. exactly how you said, no matter, no matter how you try. Are you playing with a vibrator? Are you playing with a vibrator? Yeah. So what was you, that? You is that a vi like are you masturbating? <laughs> I was wondering if you, that's, no, no, I didn't masturbate, I, I, I love to masturbate, I fuck myself, amazing, I almost masturbated this morning, but I was like, no, sexual energy, tension, for some reason, I, I was like, I'm gonna come into this with a little, a horny edge in it, so, yeah, so you're yeah, just testing the vibrator yeah, for so. later, make sure it was charged, yeah, you gotta charge your sex toys, Malcolm, I, actually, I, I kind of fucked up my arm doing this exercise regimen i'm doing this weekend so my right sure uh, sure, bicep... sure, <laughs> sure no i would <laughs> if i if i fucked up my arm masturbating i would totally confess it here i or I'll, actually actually I, was, I will confess it last year at the beginning of the pandemic i was jerking off so much that my dick got a little chafed let me just get a little more sunshine let me take a walk i, I can't we're indoors a little in the lockdown yeah we'll shea butter yeah, so. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, I had to pull out the coconut oil. Yeah, well, especially during the pandemic. It's like some days there's literally that little to do that it's like, I I really could just masturbate for hours. Like there's hours. no one here. I'm by myself. I have nowhere to be. Like I could. And why yeah. wouldn't I if that's the case? Why not? You know? <laughs> then why the fuck not? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so. Yes, it's, well, so are you like is, are you like getting your clit sore or like yeah it would be a, a similar situation of like the chafing of the dick it's like the chafing of like everything external basically <laughs> just oh, rubbing okay. like a, a vibe externally and just later just having to use that like 
<laughs> the baby oil uh, after the shower. <laughs> like, to be like, wow, oh, I ow. I, I, ow. Yeah. It's sensitive skin. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> ow. Tender. Ow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll hold off for a couple days, you know, and then get right back in. Yeah. I don't, I don't learn. I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> Like, exactly. Like, I'm fine with cyclical behavior. It feels, it feels very good. Feels right, you know. Develop a routine for yourself during the pandemic. Pandemic. That's what I say. Yeah, that's. And I'm glad I'm not alone. I'm glad we share this. We share this pain. This is great. It's important to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. There's no shame here. No shame. Here. But actually, it's it's an arm vibrator. It's not like a real vibrator. I just did this on my arm for a moment. So, but I just. I would tell you if I had a real vibrator, but it's... <laughs> I know, I was fucking a, with you. A bicep massager. <laughs> oh, you can fuck with me all you want. Like, literally and, and, and metaphorically. Yeah, every all, in every meaning. <laughs> in every... In all of the fuckings. Have you seen those, um... Uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, um... A Theragun? It's a physio tool that's like a... It's in the shape of a gun, and the thing at the end, I think it's kind of like a thrusting, vibrating thing. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? And it's supposed to be for sore muscles and whatnot, but come on. Oh, yeah. I've never known the name of that thing. It's just kind of got like a... I believe they're a gun. I think, I think, yeah. yeah. Like a a rounded edge with like a... uh, a, uh, a Kind of um, accordion thingy behind it, where it just pushes in and out. Yes, like really fast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I'm, I, I'm pulling up an that. image of it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, oh my God, these things are expensive? $800? What? Jesus Christ. Oh, there's cheaper price points. There's like 250 So I'd pay 250 for a good vibrator. Hmm. 199 Okay, that's more reasonable. Oh, and they have different heads. Okay, I don't know how people are, if, if people haven't figured this out yet, how, how they're not using this as some sort of, masturbatory aid <laughs> yes absolutely i'd be doing yeah. everything with this toy i'd be doing uh, everything just pounding your clit away just bam, 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 bam. or like just like <laughs> yes for first and foremost yes but like also i'm like Ooh, this could be a cool like cbt device oh my balls. god because <laughs> it's kind of like a little fist a punch a little fu- punching fist amazing just just tapping away at the testicles that probably feel good can i ask you a couple questions do you do do like a decent amount of cbt i do yeah i do um not so much now that i've had to do virtual domination because it's hard to get people to hurt themselves i've learned that over the past like year and a bit People have a different relationship to giving themselves pain versus, you know, getting pain from somebody else. Even if even if they're being directed to do it, they have a hard time doing it to themselves, especially stuff like CBT. Some people will. Mm. But yeah, in-person sessions, that would be like, I'm going to go ahead and say like maybe 25, like a quarter of the sessions I would get would involve some sort of CBT. Yeah. Is that something you're interested in or have experience with? I have a, I'm starting to get more into pain, but I, I haven't actually had like pain applied to my dick. I'm more getting it on my ass and my back and my legs right now. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I can't say that. I mean, I've, I've thought about it, but I haven't explored it yet. And I, I'm, I'm more on the observational side. I would love to watch you at work. Oh, <laughs> but yes, I don't, you're welcome I don't... to. <laughs> 
Amazing. I love um, getting a reaction. So that's one of the ways, like when I'm topping a scene, that's one of the ways I like to get reactions is through pain. But I mean, you're, 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 do you have a degree in pleasure? Are you the, a master of pleasure? Because you can also get <laughs> reactions that way too. I'm sure you're very yes. well versed in that, that part of it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm quite well at that. Um, I, I have this idea, like, I, I, I'm looking, I haven't actually dived in, but I, I, I want to be a, um, a pleasure dom at, at some point in the near future. Yeah, I really want to kind of, excruciating pleasure is an idea I have in my mind. Oh. I hold that phrase, instead of excruciating pain, I kind of want to provide excruciating pleasure. Like overstim and, pleasure. Oh, yeah, that's my jam, yeah, just, actually. Yeah, yeah, to be like, you haven't had somebody just devour you for two hours straight. Like, just take it. Yeah. <laughs> just take it. You're, like, you don't, you don't, you don't feel like you deserve enough pleasure. I'm going to give you five times the amount that you. Too much. Think Way too much. Yeah. <laughs> take it. Take I. Take you it. know what? I absolutely love that idea. Pleasure Dom is also such a great way to put it. And I think that is extremely, extremely marketable. Like women would, women non-binary, like everybody, people of all genders, I feel like would jump at the opportunity to session with the Pleasure Dom. Like that's, that's what we want. At least that's what I want. Are you writing it down? Write this down. I'm rewriting it down. Like, (laughs) honestly, it's been in my head, but like, just the fact that you say those words, I'm just reminding myself. Do not let that idea slide for another year. Do not. I've been thinking about it for like two or three years. Oh, yes. Go with it. Like, pleasure, Dom. And and how you said excruciating pleasure. That's like the tagline to it, right? Oh. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a big fan of of overstim. All my Mm -hmm. scenes don't involve me me, um, facilitating pain, but... Yeah, I want to see them uncomfortable in some way, even if it is like exactly as you said, excruciating pleasure. Yes, exactly. Like, they don't kiss. know what the hell is happening. Everything is happening in every way <laughs> at the yeah, same time. Right. Exactly. You you have no like, barely idea no what's touching you or what's coming or going or when it's going to end or whatever. Like everything is blurring: pain, pleasure, sensation, the void. You, you know, will be sore. Yeah. Yes. The intention is that you will be sore. <laughs> like you just did like a marathon pain play session. You will be sore the next day. <laughs> That's exactly it. Just like us masturbating ourselves into <laughs> sore right? skin frenzies. Just <laughs> I, I want you walking weird out of here, you know? <laughs> yes. I, oh, I, I want you to put your pants back on and be wincing. <laughs> Yeah, it's gingerly <laughs> applying your your underwears. Hey, ow. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, maybe I should not wear these. Yeah, should have brought a dress. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, <laughs> have we even said the whole full range of all the things you do? Because you do, I feel like we're we're kind of similar in the, in the way of we've like diversified our sex work if you want to say career or like interest. <laughs> like we, we do a lot of different things in the field. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can talk about all the different things you do. Pleasure Dom is an upcoming. Stay tuned, everybody. But what are you yep, doing? Yep. What are you doing currently? I am currently, I'm currently expanding. Kind of right now, I'm expanding my photography range. Um, I, I got a, I got a decent can, a Canon camera over the pandemic, and I've been I've been shooting porn for about six or seven years. No, seven years, coming up to eight. Um, 
so I've been in front of the camera and I've had, I've been an actor. I've been most people, but I've had a lot of people shoot me, but I'm like, oh, you know, I could, I could produce some too. I have my own ideas and visions and especially with the, with the approach and philosophy that they have to like pleasure doming and, and just providing my, I have a bit of my own lane and it's not to say that I'm the only person doing it. I would never say that, but I just, I'm not the traditional heteronormative or a traditional porn star or whatever like i i love to eat pussy i, I love to be submissive in certain ways which not not too many cis black men in porn kind of explore and adventure around about as much as i do um i i'll wear makeup and random stuff and it just i i don't i wouldn't define myself as a cross-dresser but i'm i'm very um theatrical with my sexuality i think i'll put it that way and i i like to explore and stuff so so um i i'm just learning how to um be a producer a little more i'm saying i said all that to say like i'm behind the camera a little more now and i'm just learning to do photography and and shoot more scenes um i have the occasional um massage um erotic massage um work that i do um uh, what else? Um, I do occasional sexy writings and stuff. I, I I'm I'm decent with words, but uh, more than decent. I mean, yeah. more than decent. Oh, you're very kind. You're very kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short here. Yeah. Uh, true. True. Yeah. I. That's the other thing. Actually, I'm not. I. I'm very. That's part of my one of my Achilles heels in sexuality. Like I'm. I, I have so much respect for every other individual that I, I kind of defer. I would rather err on the side of caution than yeah, yeah. go too far and say something too far or push too far. Like, I really, like, I, not everybody likes me. Like, whatever. Like, nobody, everybody's got somebody who doesn't like them, even for, like, a zero good reason. But I, I don't want a single client or most sex workers to be like, this guy is fucking ignorant and he only cares about his audience. And then he's like you know screwing up protocol like i don't want to be like an erica lust kind of person or whatever like, like you know some people out there in sex work like like i'm problematic but like i i'm profitable in it so i'm just gonna keep going ahead not listening to the rest of the industry so yeah i've never i'm i don't progress as far as i want sometimes because i'm just gingerly just being like all right well let me maybe make sure i don't offend anybody with what i'm trying to do but yeah, no, totally. I, I totally f feel you with that. It's like, even with just like, because I have a kind of a big platform, just like on Twitter. So even sometimes like I'll go and like almost tweet a tweet and then be like, mm. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I'll be like, maybe, maybe I'll just not. <laughs> do, do you do you have like 300 tweets in your draft full like just saying that with you? I don't even I, don't I just I, like delete 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 you yep, just nope, delete nope, okay nope, yeah, delete, yeah okay nope, nope, just, yep. yeah delete yeah no, no, don't I mean, even yeah. save it for later I think it's the thing of like having a big platform just what we spoke about somebody's not gonna like it no matter what so I'm like trying to analyze it in all the ways of being like okay how am I covering all my bases here? If I'm making some sort of a strong opinion or, or anything, you know what I mean? You really want to cover your bases to make sure that you're not excluding anyone, offending anyone. So I think it's just me trying to overanalyze that before I press that send tweet button. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Oh, you, you want to minimize that as I, much as possible. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm glad you have, you have like a similar morality to me. Like, you know, 
happy to do the work, but it's also like, you know, I don't want to deal with the, a whole bunch of misunderstanding of what is really good intention, good adult consensual fun. Yeah, and I'm like, if you look at my, you know, if you look at my feed, you can see the people I support, you can see my ethics, you can see, like, all that stuff, you know what I mean? So I'm like, the receipts are, the receipts are there, if you're wondering, you know, about my morality surrounding all of this, and uh, you know what I mean? So I feel like I've done, I try to do a good job maintaining that and reminding people, like, where my ethics are on this. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. I mean, things that I've seen your face attached to and everything, you seem about as healthy as they come. And it's like, yay. But have have you have you dealt with, I mean, not, not really trolls, but, you know, fuck them, but have you dealt with some people just really kind of trying to shut you down or being like, I don't know, friends, family, people being like, you're wrong, this is, you're gross, you're, this is immoral. Like, how do you, how do you navigate that? <laughs> I mean, I, I think in general, I'm very lucky, very, very lucky um, to have most people kind of when I would tell them what I do they they'd be like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I see that. I see that. That's not a huge surprise. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something I would totally that people that would already know me, befriend me or, or love me would suddenly now change their mind. I don't think it was that huge of a leap for me to come out with that. So very lucky that I kind of surround myself with people like that. But I mean, when you're exposing yourself on, you know, on the internet and everybody, like any anonymous person can hide behind their screen and tweet whatever at you, I for sure most definitely get like, you know, just stuff like disrespectful tweets and stuff at me or comments under my pictures. That's you know, any mm. person that's kind of presenting themselves in a sexual way is going to get that, I think, unfortunately. But yeah, I've had it like I, what I was about to say kind of at the beginning there is like I taught a class recently that I put a shit ton of work into this class. It was a wellness domination class. I actually ended up oh. teaching it five, yeah, five other times um, because it was very popular and I felt so uh, deeply about it and I put so much work into it. And I had somebody take it and they were like, they were like, it felt more like social hour, like that there wasn't a lot of information. I'm like, first of all, the, the syllabus for this class is like 40 pages long. There's a shit ton of information. And yeah. if you don't like the way I teach, meaning I, I make it fun. I make it like I'm, we're having a conversation, you know, I make it like we're peers because a lot of the people taking the classes are also sex workers um, or mm -hmm. experienced kinks, kinksters, you know, mm -hmm. um, if you don't mm -hmm. like the way I teach, that's one thing. But to say there was no information, I'm like, boo, but it hurt. Yeah. It hurt. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? Wow. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. Do you do you have you had experiences like that, that that you would like to talk about if not by all means don't but yeah um one of the things i mean I have, i've had people misunderstand me and and slander me um i i shot a scene with somebody two years ago and um i kind of feel like this person's misunderstanding of like one little sentence that i said has mm. Um, she's, we knew each other for, I'm not going to say her name, but she's a very active, beautiful sex worker out there. Um, and she, we knew each other for many years. We've always had an attraction to each other. And for many long time, we we're like, one day we're going to fuck. And <laughs> we said it for years. 
it was it was real it was real it was strong as powerful and then i had um i got my camera and then i got a, a videographer and then i called her and i was like listen i'm shooting some porn would you like to possibly do a scene and she's like yes that's funny we'll do this our time's come so she um she shows up at my place and we had our first kiss on camera and another person that i shoot with was actually capturing it and we were kissing and everything is good and then just for a quick moment she's just like yeah this feels great i'd love to shoot with you again and i'm like yeah i'd love to shoot with you too like you're you know i i hope at one point we could maybe could maybe shoot without i i, I said something to the degree of it was like i hope maybe we can shoot without condoms but like I, what i meant was once we're tested and things are safe and clear and obviously like yeah like i really really meant that like i, I haven't shot i haven't had unprotected sex or something like in about a decade like so long but i i intended on that but i, I she just misunderstood me and it literally in the scene right after i said that i pulled a condom out put the condom on and then we had sex like with a condom so i'm like yeah, i wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't have, I'm like, yeah, maybe at one point I'd like to have sex with you because we've known each other for many, many years. We've been attracted to each other many years. You're very serious about sex work. I am. And, like, maybe we could get to a point where we could get our tests done and then... And can, yeah, be, like, regular yeah, kind of regular work co-stars. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I've known you for, like, six or seven years. So just this one sentence of misunderstanding um, just threw off everything. So she... Uh, we went out. We had dinner after me, her, and the uh, camera person, and then and then I never heard from her again. Well, before I never heard from her again, I called her back a couple days later. I was like, "Yeah, the scene's done. It looks great. We're fiery. It's hot. Everything." I didn't hear from her. So then I, I was like, "Yo, um, why am I getting ghosted by this person? Things felt really good." So she responded once a couple weeks later and was like, "Listen, that, that thing you said about the condoms, I I yeah. no no I'm I don't." like you i don't i i feel like you're you fucked up whatever you're not safe i'm like i think you're misunderstanding me deeply <laughs> very very deeply um i yeah. pulled a condom out like the scene that we shot i was wearing a condom i like, didn't have a single moment of trying to force you to have sex without a condom it's on camera like we've known each other for many years i thought i could say this but so anyways i say all this to say like i feel like i kind of feel like She's out there. She blocked me on all social media. I know she's. She, we have mutual friends, so she. I know she's kind of slandered my name to at least a few people, and like it. This happened. About, I never put the scene out. Like I didn't. I was like, all right, the scene's private. I will not say anything. I'm not slandering your name in public. Whatever. It just didn't work. Not every scene yeah. works with everybody. So, but I kind of feel like this person is out there shitting on my name a bit because there's. I get the occasional thing here and there of somebody who's just kind of disappears and just like stops talking to me and stuff, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if they cross paths with that person. So yeah, I'm saying all that. Yeah, say, yeah. yeah, it's just, and I've never told that story before. I've never publicized it. I'm, I've, I've respect for this person, and some people might even know who I'm talking about when they hear this. But I, this is just truths. I've said nothing disrespectful, but it was a big yeah. misunderstanding, and it's, and it's kind of. It's kind of fucked me up because there's some people that I want to shoot with that I think that she talked to and they're just like, nah. Yeah. 
And also you don't want to make that mistake again, even though that's, um, you know, that, I mean, that's an ideal situation where you are fluid bonded with a scene partner that you can do that regularly with and have it be totally safe and, you know, not to have, not have to have confidence in the shot. Right. Um, so that's like, I can see how that would be difficult for you to now like move forward to be able to fluid bond with someone like with a, another porn actor. So Mm -hmm. that would be difficult for you going forward, trying to navigate that conversation. I'm sure, I'm sure it can be done. Well, maybe you've learned from it. Have you learned from it going forward to how you might approach that, that conversation differently next time? A a million percent. Like I really, well, that's, what's important. Yeah. And the thing is, I was actually fluid bonded with the cinematographer. I've shot multiple, I'm like the person holding the camera was, has had perfect experience i've shot with them for about five years now and we've it's the person that i've shot most of my scenes with she's in front of the camera behind the camera we've been fluid bonded and safe i'm I'm respectful and like i would not really try to pressure somebody into shooting without condoms without getting a lot of testing and a lot of conversation and, and negotiation and boundaries so so yeah i mean i did learn but um i i think i think like somebody asked recently about a month ago they were like yeah there's a collective of ontario porn producers um give us a shout if you want to kind of get into the circle so i shouted i reached out to them and i never heard back from them so then then i'm like yo like i'm not like the most popular or i'm not like the least popular i'm just a regular practicing porn person in toronto and i'm just like damn i wonder if my reputation is being slandered still because i'm not hearing back from some people sometimes but yeah i don't know if they don't like me like okay i get it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like scream and shout at them and and make a big deal about it like all right if you don't want to shoot with me okay yeah but that's yeah and it and it's unfortunate isn't it funny that like i don't know i don't know if it's a new thing or has always happened but just not been called this but like cancel culture is like a totally real thing like that doesn't allow people that you know, that make mistakes to be able to learn from them and move forward, like in their careers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't leave room for like, and that's a very scary thing. It's like, I mean, I've made mistakes. I'm a professional and I still make mistakes. That's what it is to be human. And we learn what's important is you learn, learn from them and move forward, um, better equipped to be in those situations again in the future. So, I mean, for sure, you know, multiple consent violators, that's a whole different story, but like stuff that's just like miscommunications like this, it's like, I wish like, and, and who's to say what her story was and how she received it. And maybe with her, you know, with her journey that she was on, that felt very, very different, um, how she mm-hmm. received it. Right. So it could have felt very, like a very serious, egregious thing for her, but I mean, it'd be, wouldn't it be nice if we just, uh, held space for people to be accountable? Like I'm sure you have been, and you seem like you have been, you know what I mean? And and live and learn, baby. You know, that's uh, you said it a million percent for sure. Because I I was like I maybe I fucked up by asking for that for too soon, but I, I meant no disrespect, and I like I don't even have the space to apologize for the misunderstanding. Like uh, this person has mm-hmm. shut me down and got turned like blah, blah blah blah. You're blocked on everything, whatever. And I'm just like okay, okay, 
okay, well, you know, like, we, we did have years of attraction, and we did have a friendship before this, so, like, literally, it was just one scene and one, one sentence that destroyed a whole bunch of stuff that I think is worth salvaging, but, I mean, I, I do want to say every, yeah, I, I do want to say in every single interview that I do, I'd like to acknowledge the discrepancy, like, I, like, me being, like, male-bodied, I'm, when you asked about, like, your first question was, like, what kind of, uh, kind of dilemmas do I deal with? I think I'm, one of my, one of my dilemmas is more being ignored and invisibilized and, and marginalized and kind of not listened to. Like, oh, you're, mm -hmm. a, you're a male sex worker, you're a black guy, like, whatever, like, you, you just fuck all the time, whatever, you're, you're, you're getting paid to fuck, what, what, like, why should we listen to your complaints? Like, shut up, dude, you're a porn star, like, whatever. Right. Like, but it's like, no, I'm a human being. I get fucked over. Like, I, I, like, my work is disrespected. My, my politics get slandered, and I, like, I'm misunderstood as a human being. And yeah, so, like, it's not anybody's anybody's problems and issues in in the world should be listened to. But I'm saying this, like, me, I get invisibilized, but I don't get attacked nearly as much as most women and femmes do. And I, I, like a lot, a lot of non-binary and trans people, but like mm -hmm. I'm just treated silent. But most of the attacks and the, the slut shaming and the, you know fuck, fuck you, you're you're worthless, whatever. And literally the violence and murder happens to women and, and trans people. So like my I do have like a shitty side to my job, but I'm like I've yeah. clearly recognized it's not nearly as shitty as some other people in my industry. So. Yeah, I also like to say that about me. I'm a fucking white person. I'm a white cis female, able-bodied person yeah you know what i mean right like i mm -hmm. same thing when when i'm like oh when i talk about sex work like always like to bring that to people's attentions that like my experience with sex work is like this because of all these reasons mm -hmm. you know i'm not i'm not speaking universally by any means and that's yeah. why I, I like to get you know people with lots of different backgrounds lots of different experiences different parts of the industry on the pod because i'm like by all means, like, listen to these people. Don't, don't fucking take my word as bond, my story as the only story. You know what I mean? Like, my, yeah. even in my classes, my voice is not the most important voice in the room. Like, let's all learn from each other. Let's have a conversation about this. Um, that's you know, it. That's really just, it. Just, just raise your hand and I will unmute your mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. 
They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. I want, I want to see the classes that you teach. Like, I, I think I need to get my ass at some point to something that you're teaching. Cause yeah, if, it, it, if, a topic, if a topic resonates with you, you know, then yeah, because like I, I do the same thing. I take I take classes, especially online classes. Now that the past year, there's like so many around because that's all we could do at this point. So I'm like, you can never stop learning, you know, every day is a school day. Exactly. And that's one of the things I love about this industry. I'm like there, I will never see all the beautiful bodies that are coming into the industry and it's like i'm not even talking about like oh like creepy motherfuckers being like oh my goodness like bad baby turned 18 and just got her first only fans like oh i'm I'm talking about discovering a 65 year old woman who's been doing shit for 25 years i'm like i never knew who you were this is amazing like every single day or every time i just look out i'm like here's another cool person in some realm of sex that can teach me something I've never seen before a body type a, a kink a fetish a fucking a possibility like a sex position like, I'm gonna be doing this yeah. for the very rest of my life like I love, love that I I agree that this is an industry that you cannot age out of yeah for sure I tell it to every single person like, I, I'm, I'm super poly I'm like poly whore and I've at the beginning of the pandemic I had 10 partners right now I only have four but one of them is um, she's 50 and she was a stripper, uh, in her thirties and sometimes she's beautiful and voluptuous and, and, but sometimes she says a few like slightly ageist things where she's like, we did a scene together. We did like a kink scene together on camera, but she's not like a full-time porn actor, but she's like, oh, I'm a little too old to like do this like regularly. And I'm like, no, I, I, I will constantly disagree with you when you say that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, I love you and respect you, but like, there's no just because you're 50 doesn't mean you can't do kink on camera or yep. off camera, or doesn't mean you you can't have a porn career. Like, it's not all 20 somethings as porn. So, like, the word MILF is I think that's the second most searched category in porn. There you go. So, there you go. Yes. Like, yeah, like the first one might be teen, but the second one is MILF. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one wants the 20 somethings. <laughs> Steen or MILF. Yeah, just skip that whole like thing. <laughs> uh, no, that's so true. Like at Ritual Chamber, um, Miss Bernadette was one of our doms for a long time. She's gone now, but like, yeah, she was she was she was an older lady, and she was still doing in person dom sessions. Like she did, um, you know, I think she did them in a more kind of nuanced, specific way that she was able to do. Um, like she, and she's, um, a disciplinarian spanking, like expert, like that is what she does. And she's like, I'll be doing spanking sessions until like, you know, a little quick half hour, you know, on your lunch break from work spanking session. She's like, I will do those forever. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely exactly. love it. Until my yeah. arms fall off. Like, there you go yes. all i need is arms like you know like as long as i still have mobility in my arms then we're good or at least just one of my arms really <laughs> yeah just we want to get exactly. really specific you just need one arm to spank someone <laughs> and yeah, i've yeah. also had i also have personal partners i'm a polyam person as well i also have part, uh, personal partners that are up you know around 50 and yeah i sometimes hear that thing of like they'll be a little self-deprecating about 
um, about their age. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm. I specifically am thinking about one person that used to be like, if I was a real dom, I would da 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 da. And I'm like, mm. no, no. Yeah, like, <laughs> you 100% are, like, oh my god, like, or if, you know, it's just, like, little, little things like that, that's like, oh, no, no, but, 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 da, da, da. no, no, yeah, like, exactly. like, don't, exactly. yeah. like, let, let me stop okay, you right exactly. there. Exactly, yeah, exactly, 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 <laughs> yeah, right. Don't do that yeah, with me, right. no, no, no. <laughs> exactly that, yeah, stop sign, like, yeah, we're not going forward because this is not a road that you need to travel, like, really, like, we, let's turn down. The happy road, the yellow brick road of like everybody is accepted. Like, like, like the only people who aren't real dogs are people who don't listen to boundaries. Like, do you listen to boundaries? Do you respect boundaries? Like, then congratulations. Like, oh, like, here's your yeah, certificate. Exactly. <laughs> Here you go. Like, you you don't have to be like, at the on the cover of King. .com. So. <laughs> no, you certainly do not. Yeah. And even like folks that come into it late, like I actually met someone who is kind of like, ended up being kind of an elderly figure in the kink community here in Toronto as well. And once I talked to her, I realized she had only been in the industry for a few years. And I was like, congratulations, you entered the industry like, when you were like 50. I'm like, Oh, fuck. Yes. Yes, do that. Yes, yes. Good. She's like, I'm green. She's like, I'm a, I'm new. I'm a newbie. Like, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm like, right. awesome. Yeah. High five. <laughs> like, get it, girl. <laughs> For real, it's never too late. It's never too late to live your dreams. <laughs> Honestly. No doubt. Yeah. I, I mean, I started doing porn when I was 35. Yeah, yeah, tell me about that. Tell me about that. Because 35, I mean, in sex worker years, you know, like, just like you mentioned, like, you know, people waiting till their 18th birthday and starting an OnlyFans. That was not you. That was not your story, right? No, not at all. Not at all. And, you know, like, I, I, I loved sexual my whole life. I've always been very sexual. I loved pornography. I, I come from the finding your big brother's porn stash under the bed days and, and finding, like, <laughs> why, why, why are these videos tapes separated from the other videotapes and they're like kind of hidden behind a, a secret thing here what's on this tape why is there no labels oh oh, oh shit. so like yeah i'm like this is amazing stuff i love that. i've always loved sexuality and porn and everything about it and when i was in my 20s i had this thing where i was like i, I had this funny thing where i was like is there a gene or a or a birthmark, or is there is is there like a tell that you can tell that somebody's gonna grow up to be a porn star? Because I want I want to find out. I had this weird thing in my brain. I'm like, what, how, like what's what makes these people go into porn? And what 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 like how do you get there? And what like or are you? Because I mean, whether like I used to want to be an artist, like visual artist doing comic books. I used to want to play basketball, yeah. and then I got into music, and I'm like. Okay, well, if I want to get into porn, what would I need? And then after a while, I'm like, all you need is respect for boundaries, two pieces of ID, and the, like the desire to fuck on camera. That's and a camera, all yeah. You, and, and a camera for real, <laughs> like and a tripod, exactly. <laughs> and a tripod for real, like you don't. There's no, like, there's no universal thing. It's just anybody who wants to do this, you got, you got stuff that you want to put on camera and the camera and a desire to do it consensually go for it so yeah so then yeah i i actually 
I spent most of my 20s just practicing to become a porn star. And I had my first threesomes <laughs> and my first orgies and met some poly dudes. But I met some poly dudes who were kind of like, they were shitty about it. They're like, yeah, I like to fuck three or four girls, but like, I don't like to tell any of them. And I'm like, I want to tell them. Like, I don't want to hide this. Like, So then I, I, I had to separate from a huge group of people from my 20s and just kind of explore polyamory on my own first and then pornography on my own. And then yeah. when I was 34, I spent like a full year in Toronto being like, all right, I love Toronto. I don't want to move away from here. This place has so many beautiful women. Oh my God, the women of Toronto. Femmes are so like world-class in, in hip-hop. It was a hip-hop thing. So many hip-hop dudes were like, why does Toronto have so many fucking hot women? Like, Actually, and, like, I love it. It's it, no, that's a real thing. That so many rappers that I talked to from the states are like, "Yo, we gotta keep coming back here." So, because <laughs> I heard, I actually heard, I heard in an interview um, that you did somewhere else where you were like, one of the one of the main reasons you wanted to get into the music industry was like for the women, <laughs> and then it, you were like, was, "Oh wait, I don't have to do the music to to like have sex with lots of women. I can just do that." <laughs> This, this was Which is an amazing of, revelation to have. <laughs> it was one of the hugest moments in my life. I could draw it. The, the moment when I was 13, I was standing in my room at Millgate, 35 Millgate, Shepherd and Bayview. was standing <laughs> in my parents' house, and I was like, musicians travel to a new city every day and have sex with groupies at night. Like, well, what? And you play your music, and people hear your songs and want to fuck you for making those songs, and that's part of the job. Fucking for the songs that's the best job ever rock star i want to be a rock star those 13 years old like, like i will never forget that moment but then i like so many rock stars are just frauds though so many of them were just exaggerating the whole sex drugs and rock and roll thing like you know their drugs were out of hand and their sex was out of hand and their music was sometimes shitty and like sometimes they weren't even that sexual people they just had like sexy images and mm. like a lot of rappers that i met like i'd be like you you're not really you like to look like you like women, but, like, you don't actually like women or you don't actually like sex. Like, you just like to make music about it. But me, I like yeah. to fuck! <laughs> so, and then, yeah. Or, you, I, like, I or you like to fuck. You like sex, but you don't love women. You know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Some of those problems when I'm like, I love women. I love sex. I love sexuality. I, I love other people having sex. I love to watch it. I love to do it. So then I was like, you know what? Yeah, I... I Music was like an obstacle to the actual the dream. So, <laughs> yes, which yes. is just sex work. Yeah, just being polyamorous. Which is just sex. <laughs> Absolutely. So when I was thirty-four, I spent a year just looking for Toronto. Like, there's beautiful women here. We got cameras. We got it's legal. I don't need to move to California or Amsterdam or Miami. I'm just gonna try to stay here and kind of be like a a big fish in a small pond instead of moving to Cali and being like a, mm -hmm. a guppy in the ocean. <laughs> so, so yeah. Shout out to um, that sex store on, uh, uh, it was as calm as you are on Queen Street. That was the place I where so. I found my first. Yeah, they were there on Queen West near Spadina for a long time. They were there, yeah. That's right, that's right. And that's where the first, per Amanda was the cashier. Shout out to Amanda. She's like, I kept coming back and Amanda was like, yo, there's a person in Toronto who wants to, shoot porn and i told them about you here's their number and i was like oh my god it's me so that's how it started oh. 
And I love that because I mean, come is yours, one of my sponsors for this podcast. So, <laughs> Yo, so I love to you. hear that they were they were part of your journey, <laughs> your porn journey. Oh, they they started it for me. So yes, but yeah, I'm, thank you for listening to my whole my blathering story. But that's how it all came together for me, and I, I can honestly say. Choosing to be a sex worker is the number one best decision I've ever made for my own self in my entire life. Tell me about that. Why? I, 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 when I was that year that I was looking to be a sex worker, I went to all the like slut locks and I went to Sexapalooza and everything to do with sex show and um, playground conference. I was just going to everything that had to do with sex in any way, public, various things, conferences, stuff. And then I was just like, I'm supporting all these people, and I love them, and I love the art, and I love pictures, and I love porn, and I love porn stars and sex workers. Why am I not one myself? <laughs> what, 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 what am I waiting for? I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm just standing. I'm like, the water looks nice, and it smells nice, and it's beautiful, and there's people splashing it. Why am I not diving in there? So I'm like, yep. fuck this. I'm doing this. So I dove in, and it's, it's literally the best decision I ever made for myself. I like I've I'm like I don't care. Mother, father, my all my family. I'm lucky to be like I started in my mid thirties and I'm a man, so I didn't get a lot of the family shaming or a lot of the public shaming. People just kind of were like, "Oh, that's interesting. Okay, cool. Good luck for in your endeavors." And yeah, I, I <laughs> good luck in your endeavors is hilarious. <laughs> there's, there's only been like one or two people out of every hundred that I tell that I'm a uh, sex worker porn star that they're like, oh, really? Should you do that? I'm like, motherfucker, this is my, my dream. So you could just walk your fucking face away from here because I ain't stopping this from nobody. Oh, I love that. So, I think actually, yeah. I feel like our stories are very similar. Like, I had really? very eclectic tastes growing up as well. Like, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I wanted my hand like in every pot. And then, um, beginning of my 30s, I think was really, I started to get into a lot of like, sex work adjacent type work. Like I started, I started writing erotica was I'm a writer as well. So I started writing erotica was my first foray into doing stuff like that. I worked at a sex shop, I taught like lap dance classes, because I have a dance performance background. Then I started the podcast, I did a stage show where much like the show we did together, it was like a variety show about sex and sexuality. And then at one point, I was like, and, and I was about the same age around 35 when I was like, well, what the hell? Am, <laughs> you know, why yeah, have right? I, why am I not a sex worker at this point? Like why? I'm literally doing everything else. Um yep. and like why not? You know what I mean? I'm going to fucking well, just do yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. And and yep. also came into this industry kind of quite late. So kindred spirits or something happening yes, right now. High five. <laughs> yeah, audio high five. Yes, sister. Virtual yeah. high five. You know. <laughs> do you think you there were like advantages in coming into this industry at that age, as opposed to you, you thinking of like your younger self, how you were early twenties, let's say when the majority of people probably come into sex work. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, for the most part, I, I got in and I, I could, I've done a bunch of research. Like I did a bunch of research when I started at 35 and I wasn't even, I had no idea that this would be my path. Like if, the 35-year-old me told my 20-something-year-old 
yeah, me, yeah. Hey, you're going to do sex work. My 20 year old something self would never have believed it. He would have just same, thought, same. No, you're, yeah, right. You know, it's just like, yeah. no, I'm going to like, I'm going to jerk off every day for the rest of my life. Yes. I'm going <laughs> to love porn forever. Yes, of course. But me actually doing it. No way. I could never. So like, I, so no, no, like in my twenties, I could, I could just, I did a whole bunch of research and like, constant masturbating constant porn <laughs> sex clubs i was going to oasis a lot i was going to um what was the first wicked wicked was the first yeah 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 yeah. yeah yeah so i i heard that at my first like eight personality there had saw my first squirting there and i'm like oh so i did a lot of research in my 20s so um <laughs> Yeah, like it was, it, it helps. I know. love that yeah. sex work research contains, like, I masturbated all day. Yeah! <laughs> I went to sex clubs. Like, that's all part of it. It really is. Very much so. I, I love to masturbate and kind of, ex- there's no name for it, but maybe I should make one. It's just like exploratory masturbating where it's like, what new body shapes are there to kind of jerk myself off to today? And is there a new fetish that I can like have a climax with, or is there a new position I haven't seen? And yeah, like, I kind of masturbate like that. It's not just like a rush to like let me just get this orgasm out. Like, oh, let yeah. me let me come to some novel visions today. Let me fuck oh, myself, me. Yeah, uh, that's how I masturbate. Let me, let me check out something. New. Thoughtful. <laughs> very, very thoughtful. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Conscious mas- conscious masturbation. Oh, that's it. Oh, write that down too. Conscious masturbation. Because yeah, I feel masturbation. like, oh my God, a lot of people kind of disconnect, right? When they're masturbating. So I think that's yeah. lovely. Yeah, no, I, it's so, I, you know, not too many places are very comfortable about talking about masturbation, but I, I, I love to fuck myself i really do i love yeah for me it's like such self-care it's like you know it can i mean it can be just just the dirtiest thing also um but (laughs) it can also be like a really self-care type of connecting with your body and just like a self-affirming and a body you know body neutrality like i i Vopo can be kind of problematic, but like body neutrality where it's like, my body is giving me pleasure right now. So my body is good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my body Absolutely. is doing a good job right now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Love, I love totally it. agree. And I, I'm glad you pleasure yourself the same. I totally do. Yeah. And I, I, that was part of like, actually that class that I just finished teaching. That was part of it. Like having conscious, I love that phrase. I'm going to, I'm, I'll, I'll credit you each Run time I it. use it, but Run. I really love it. Um, it. <laughs> um, because it's, it's like people that during the pandemic have had trouble connecting with partners because you don't have people in person anymore, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. no, you can do you can do a lot of these kinks, just like do self-play, pleasure mapping, like mm-hmm. get out the kink toys, the kink toys that you haven't used because you haven't been able to have a partner for the past year. Fucking get them out, you know? Like obviously you have to be do the things that are physically safe for you to do solo, but like there's a lot you could do solo. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, are you, do you, are you like a, Daily masturbator? Are you? Oh yes. Are you like? <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm a yes, before bed. Too. I'm a before bed masturbator. Like, and oh, again, just cool. having that thing of doing it as like a thing to relax, a thing to de-stress, a thing to 
yeah, just like kind of connect to yourself again. And then if I want to get really luxurious about it, I'll do another in the afternoon. Like that feels very like hedonistic to me. Like just <laughs> midday. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> How about you? I do it at least once a day. Um, on on a good day, I might be like, I deserve to fuck myself four times today. Huh? Let me yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, some sometimes I get a good three or four out. I love that. I'm the same way. Where I'm like, like I said before, like uh, there could be a day where I'm alone and I have nothing, and I'm like, hey, you know what? Today I'm gonna dedicate the day. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah absolutely <laughs> and just spend the whole day with like some breaks in between you know like that's yep. that's a good day that's a day to feel excited about you know <laughs> it's it's such a good day it's uh, oh my god i i i have zero self-shame about it like i'm that's yeah, which is why yeah. i'm i can be conscious about it i'm like i love to touch myself i love my body i like it i i i have respect for what i'm watching whatever like is making me get aroused i'm not like yeah. oh this is they're gross and i'm gross and then as soon as the orgasm happens everything's shame, gross and you're just shame, like, shame 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 oh this is all this thing but i can't stop doing it ah. no it's not like that for me it's like, it's like no no i love I you can't stop doing it yeah. <laughs> i love lube i love my hand i love my i love the 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 sites that bring me porn i thank you to all of it you're all wonderful and i i celebrate you daily yeah i love that yeah i want i also want to do a little more mutual masturbation in some of my new porn scenes that's that's a great idea there's none of that around yeah this it's really like a it's not very explored erotic idea so yeah and i think that's actually very common for a lot of partners of any genders to engage in like mutual masturbation or assisted masturbation you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. i think that that's a really great thing to kind of have represented in porn because it's like i feel like especially with like a lot of cis men cis men think that sex is piv sex and it's like i've had this with cis male partners before where if we're doing if we fall into a pattern where we're doing more of an assisted masturbation thing or mutual masturbation thing then they're like well this doesn't feel like like sex you know like like heteronormative sex the the type of sex they want to have this feels like lesbian sex i've had that said to me before said that it feels like lesbian sex what i know we feel more like lesbians having sex than like a man and a woman having sex. And I'm like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, sir. God, totally. What the fuck? And you know what? It's real. It's a real WTF. <laughs> and maybe if like, you know, there was more of that porn available, like say a cis male and a cis female, or at least a male presenting and a female presenting person having sex in that way. And we were you know had awareness that that was a totally valid type of sex for two cis opposite gender people to be having maybe this shit like that wouldn't happen so much because it wasn't the first time either what oh it's it, oh my god that's fucked up oh, it it's, is it's very oh uh, it's it's so it's sad it's so narrow-minded yeah it's so sad like it's all this um i have i have um i've had a few partners where we've gone through some interesting stuff where you know, I'm not huge, but I'm I'm bigger than the average guy as far as my dick goes. And like mm-hmm. some people are like, well, I, I'm a I'm a little uncomfortable with your size, and I'm like, okay, that's great. I we can explore fifteen other things. I totally mm-hmm. don't have to. Uh, and I and I love the exploration. Like, 
I love to fuck. I'm not going to say that I don't love penetrative P PIV. PIV six. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's great. But if somebody can't but so is do everything that, else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Of I love massage. I love you know, tickling. We could we could cuddle. We could kiss. We could oral. We could do so much other stuff. Toys. Boys, like, kink. Come on. Toys, kink. Uh, all day. All day. Like, we all day, baby. We could take our pants off. Yeah, all day. <laughs> You know it, you know it. We could just be talking, like, not touching each other. That's cool scene. Yeah, just fucking our brains out by, by, with intense... With words. <gasps> words. And eye gazing? <sighs> oh. <sighs> I miss that in my life. So, so intense. <laughs> oh, can we talk about that a bit? Because I'm, I'm breaking down. I, I'm, oh, I, I can't, I'm I can't so zoom sorry, that much. I know. I'm, 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 a, I'm a touchy-feeling motherfucker. I'm like, I can't. Me too. Oh, uh, I know. I, I, it's tough, especially as polyam people, right? And polyam people who also your love language is stuff like quality time spent together and physical touch, which that's me and it sounds like that's you too. It's that's me a million percent. Hard. <laughs> it feels like you just feel so disconnected from your partners. I, absolutely. And I, some of them I, I, I can't, like, I want to talk to you more, but I'm just like, I am, I want you to know I'm here, I'm with you, but it, my, my actual kryptonite, I've realized my kryptonite in relationships is kind of long-distance relationships. Oh my god, so, me too! <laughs> yeah! I know, I hate them! I would never volunteer to be in an LDR. Never! Exactly, I can't, like, that's the I one thing I'm like, no. I suck at them, I hate them! <laughs> yeah, me, that's me too! I'm like, I can't do this! Like, so, so this, this pandemic has turned almost everything into a long-distance relationship, and and I'm just like, oh my god, I, I'm not seeing you. This, I can't, I can't touch. Where, where, technology has an advance where we can touch our hands on the screen and feel bodies. Like, we can't, no, yeah, that's no. the next thing that needs to be <laughs> workshopped, I think, yes. because you know what? I'd be surprised if some new technology connecting thing didn't come out soon. You know what I mean? I think a lot of tech nerds over this past year, somebody's got to be a horny motherfucker that's trying to like. <laughs> make some new thing happen that we feel more connected you know what i mean absolutely yeah no and shout out to sex because like i love it like sex is the cutting edge frontier of all technology any any forward leaps happens because somebody's like let me think of a new way to stimulate my genitals <laughs> <laughs> it's so true it's so true across all industries it's a huge motivator <laughs> it really is it really is like how can we get more kink into the weird weird new places <laughs> yeah oh my so, god well yeah malcolm okay we yes. we actually should be ending the conversation believe it or not this has been so lovely oh, I you, but yeah i, I know so i'm like to talk to. i <laughs> i feel like we could talk about it so much more maybe i mean just putting it out into the universe we'll just have to have you back sometime that's all I, you you have me for a variety of things that you would like and desire, you know, I mean, words, <laughs> more, more than words, whatever. I am just, I'm offering myself to you. This has been an amazing conversation. You're hilarious and brilliant, and oh, like, I, I'd love to come back and chat. Because, like, yeah, there's That's so there's, very uh, sweet. Oh, um, talking about all of those things that you are available to offer, why don't you tell the people where they can find, follow you, and give you money? Well, that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can be found, um, I actually, I'm a huge guy on Twitter, but unfortunately, I I got 
Twitter band um, two weeks oh, ago. I'm at, I'm at my, yeah, and it's my longest band. Um, but Malcolm Lovejoy is my name. Just, just just Google it and find me. I've got a couple websites up. Yeah, I also am doing my music still. Um, mine been mm -hmm. supreme at Bandcamp. Yeah. All right. For me at Twitter, I'm at the Lady Pim One. Instagram, I'm at the Bedpost Podcast and at the Lady Pim. I have a Patreon. It is the Bedpost Show. I have a YouTube page. It is the Bedpost Sex Show. Want to email me for something Bedpost related? I'm the Bedpost Sex Show at gmail.com. If it's something domination related, then it's Lady Pim at protonmail.com. One last shout out to the amazing musician who does all the original music for my podcast. That is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at Steph copelandmusic.com she's amazing you should check it out by the way malcolm um and a huge last thank you to my lovely guest for today this has been so amazing malcolm lovejoy everybody well thank you so much for the amazing episode and thank you to everybody who's been listening i hope you enjoy the one today we'll see you next week with another fun and six guests here on the bitpoke podcast get fucked bye <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network